to learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present each week that focuses on the people programs, projects, and activities here in the district. Produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the digital arts technology, also known as data at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Ms. Bryce Johnson. Our intern and Emily Martin, ladies, thank you for the stellar work you do each week. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome back my monthly co-host, Palm Springs Unified's Coordinator of Visual and Performing Arts, Barbara Anglin. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, Joan. It's always good to be here. I appreciate it. And Barbara has brought with her Palm Springs Unified's artist in residence and to talk about a new arts and literature program. Hi, Emily. Oh, hi. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we're glad you could be here. And Barbara, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, things are just blown by this first semester of, of school. Just poof. No we're recording this a little before our winter break, but we're in the midst of it now. So I hope everybody is enjoying a well, well-earned winter break and that Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and that you guys have winter celebrations went well, and that and we're looking forward to a much, much better 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh show we'll talk about what's coming up in January but for now please tell us about our guest. Yes um, Emily Cohan is our new um, artist in residence and we've started a new art and literature program and if some of you are thinking I know that name Emily has been on the show before um, when she's been in different capacity as a community art partner um, but now Emily is going into our first and fifth grade classrooms um, in our elementary schools. And she does about a 50 minute lesson um, that she reads a children's book that represents um, positive message of diversity and tolerance. And also um, is for social emotional learning, which is both of those are um, diversity and social emotional learning are district goals. And then, um, Emily does an art project based on the book um, with the class, and then the class gets to keep a copy of the book, and it builds the teacher's library. Emily schleps everything they need um, <laughs> to the classrooms, and uh, I've, I've observed, and everyone's so thrilled to have an art project come to them, and the kids love it and love Emily, and the teachers are thrilled, and I'm just... I am thrilled at how happy at how well this program is is going. So cool. I love it too. Yeah, Emily, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background. Well, sure. So um, I'm actually not a California native. I moved here from upstate New York, near Canada, not New York City, um, just about 15 years ago. So I guess though I get to qualify soon as a local, right? Um, yes. <laughs> so I've been here in the desert for about 15 years. My background is I've always been an educator um, and teaching in various different ways, in particular around art, um, working at some of our different museums here, doing art education. 
Um, and I'm getting ready to go back to graduate school right now, actually, to get my degree in library science so that I can be a children's librarian. So when Barbara and I were talking about some things going on in projects in the district, like this was the perfect marriage of the things that I love. It's books, it's art, it's kids. It couldn't get any better. That's so cool. And so we're, I see, I knew um, Barbara alluded to the name and I really can't remember from in what capacity because there's we nurse that we're fortunate to work with in the district were you at the Palm Springs Art Museum I was so for about nine years I was at the Palm Springs Art Museum um, managing their teen programs and co-managing community programs um, and I feel lucky as an educator because I just love every single age group. I think there's something fantastic about all of them. So working with the teens there, um, in particular, the teen docent program, which is a great partnership with the Palm Springs Unified School District, um, was just such an amazing experience. And I actually still keep in touch with so many of those students now, later on in their lives. And some of them are now married and have their own kids. And it's <laughs> You're not old enough for that. I know it's, it was weird the first time it happened. I was like, this can't be real. And then I realized, well, yep, it is. <laughs> okay, so Barbara will know this about me because we do this once a month. But I, I can walk and just go off on the table tell a story. So I'm going to do that. The first time this really hit me like a ton of bricks. What we're talking about right now was when my daughter was entering sixth grade over at uh, middle school in Desert Sands. And before school started, they had kind of a, kind of an open house kind of thing where you could just stop in and meet the teacher. I walked into the room and the sixth grade, her sixth grade team was kind of powwowing. And I had no idea that that's who these kids were. Because they truly, they're wearing baseball caps and, you know, uh -huh. like uh, vests and, and jeans and sneakers. And I really thought that they were students. And so I'm looking around for the teachers and they were it. And that's when it hit me that I'm not the young person in the room anymore. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was difficult because I've been, I, I always had really good office skills. Like I took classes in high school and I was really good at typing and shorthand and all of that stuff. So I never really worked in fast food or anything like that. I went right into the the office setting. Like even college I would get temp jobs and work in an office. And needless to say I was always the young women. And um, when when I wasn't anymore, it really uh, it kind of hurt, you know. And I, I felt a little bad about it till um, one of our, our I'll call him out because we've told this story before, our assistant superintendent of uh, human resources, Dr. Senior Ray, how he was on the beach in Puerto Vallarta and this, this guy and his kid came up to him and said, oh, you know, Johnny, I don't know the name, Johnny, Johnny is, um, you know, uh, at your school right now. He was a principal. He goes, you were my teacher. And that's, when it, that's when it hit him. So yeah, it happens. And Emily, you, you do, I don't, I know we met what you look like, but 
I'll tell you the truth. I, I actually, I've seen pictures because Barbara sends me photos from all of the um, the sessions and you look, you do look way too young to be having this kind of <laughs> Absolutely. It's Definitely. kind of fun for me. I love, I think the thing I loved about teaching teenagers at the art museum was you had that glimpse of mm -hmm. the that they were going to become. Yes. And, and now I get to see that and see the lives that they're making and the people they're becoming and how they're pursuing their passions and their dreams. And I feel very fortunate to have had that opportunity in those relationships. That's so cool. And so right now, so we kind of, we've been, uh, we're at the first semester at four yeah. of our schools, Bella Vista, Agua Caliente, Del Lindley, and Vista Del Monte, correct? And yes. I'm also gonna go to Rancho Mirage Elementary School this fall. Because that's where her daughter goes. <laughs> Barbara, okay. she's letting me go there so I can teach my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it second semester? Do you go back to these schools or is it gonna expand uh, wider? We're going Barbara. to uh, move on to other schools uh, with the same um, first and fifth grade model and the same books and art projects so that um, more schools can um, reap the benefits of this great program. So first semester, you were able to cover all of the first and fifth grades at those four schools or five, yeah, I yeah. should say? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So Emily, give us like a glimpse. What happened in this 50-minute class? So perfect. So for both classes, um, it kind of begins with a story. For the first grade classes, it's a book called All Because You Matter, and it's written by Tammy Charles and illustrated by Brian Collier. Um, and the thing I really love about this book is that it follows um, a young boy, and he's African-American, and, and how his family's so excited for him, how he's growing, how how he matters, he's important, not just to his family, but to the world around him and how we have wishes and goals um, as we're growing for ourselves and with our families. So we read that story with the first graders. With the fifth graders, the book is called Your Name is a Song. It's written by Jamila Tompkins Bigelow and it's illustrated by Luisa Uribe. And this is about a young girl who's going to school with an unusual name. And she kind of gets teased her whole first day of school. And as her mom is talking to her about how to go back and how to help people understand how to say her name and, and how her name is such an important part of who she is. And so as I read this with the fifth graders, this book is filled with names from around the world, different cultures, um, different meanings. We all say the names together and we talk in both books about you know, how do you go out into the world and, and how do you have courage and, and how do you move forward? Then afterwards, we do a, um, a project for both of them that goes with it. So for All Because You Matter, both of them are a painting project, but um, there's this wonderful design in the book on each page that is supposed to represent, to me anyway, like the wishes that you have as you go out into the world. So each of the students makes their own designed wish and then we paint them and cut them out and put together as a collage, together as the class. Um, for the Your Name is a Song, actually my undergraduate degree, I'll give you an interesting fact, is actually in medieval history. It's always interesting how life turns around for you. So, um, what I do is have them make a huge illuminated letter of their first name. 
So we make a giant like bubble letter of the first letter of their name and then fill it in with things about them. So that making that connection that that they, their name and who they are is special and worthy. It's in 50 minutes. I'm very good. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, what it really is, I have a lot of experience with teaching with it, and I write it down pretty well with them. Um, and we go, you know, I've got it so that they also, if the lesson isn't finished while I'm there, that I'm able to speak with the teacher too, so that they can um, continue it after I'm gone and find ways to finish it so that the students can be really happy and really proud of what they've created. Very cool. So then what's the art project in the other at the other grade level so the first graders and the fifth graders both do a painting project um the okay. first graders make like a it looks almost like a feather but the idea is it's like supposed to sort of be like their wishes with it and then the fifth graders make the illuminated letter so like barbara said about you schlepping everything so you bring the you bring all these art supplies with you yep so the paper the crayons the Paint brushes, the books, you name it. The Dixie cups <laughs> to put the water in, the paper towels, everything. And wow. Emily, tell her what it's so amazing with the first graders, because is it the the pastel crayons you're using? And then you put water over it and it's like magic and the kids are like, oh. So it's really nice because I think, you know, as, as you know, and I'm sure you guys have talked about too, we don't have art in the schools in the way that we wish that we could. And so, you know, painting and drawing can be a tricky one. What's really nice is um, these are called watercolor crayons and they're actually watercolor that's been like dried and mushed up into a crayon. So I have the kids draw and then they can color in with the crayon so they're able to have like that good motor control to really get... Um, the, the, the colors where they want it on the drawing that they're created. Then what you do is take water and you lay it over the crayon that you've colored it on. And once the water comes onto it, it actually turns into watercolor paint. And it does seem like magic when it happens. The first and the fifth graders is they're watching their, their artwork dramatically change in front of them. It's this wonderful like aha moment and they're so excited by what they're looking at and doing and creating all on their own i don't know if i've ever seen these before so they're not so they're not crayons no, and it's paint like and a crayon it's, say that again it's paint but it's been like dried and mushed up into a crayon it's so cool so it's not like so, a crayola crayon but it's the shape of one uh-huh they're fragile, you know, but the first graders are doing phenomenal with them and the fifth graders. And so, yeah, it, when it goes on, it, it, it has like the color of a crayon, would you say, Emily? But then mm -hmm. as soon as that water hits, it, the, the intensity of the color, and then it, it like she said, like, it, like watercolor, it's liquid then. So then do they, so they paint, they actually paint rather yeah. than paint yeah. the paint. They're, they're actually taking their paintbrush and adding the water to it. Is that exactly. right? For, especially for the first graders, but for the fifth graders too, is that, you know, part of what I really encourage them to do is, is to take their time and to focus in that, that fine motor skill that goes along with, you know, creating a work of art. And the, the part that is nice that is able to extend that lesson because the crayon is actually the paint, 
for those students who really are diligent and take their time, you can always add the water later to turn it into the paint. And so we really, I really focus with them on creating their design and adding their color so that they can have that the way that they want. And then I always speak with the teachers for those students so that they can finish their projects too. And what's nice- Just the, the concept of, you know, that, that control that you're talking about because you certainly have way more control over a crayon or a pen but over a paintbrush, you know, dipped in paint where mm -hmm. you can, you know, draw more uh, exact lines and, and yeah, I, it's someone who can't draw or paint. Um, and I guess I shouldn't because, you know, you guys both know Louisa Higgins and she said everyone's an artist. Yeah, some of us are better than others. Let's just say that. Um, but for someone to certainly be beneficial because I, I would have at least a little bit of a better be able to tell what it is that I tried to draw. <laughs> Here's the thing too, Joan, because I'm right there with you about not being a fine artist, that the projects that Emily created, they're not cookie cutter. So everyone does not look the same mm -hmm. as everyone is unique to them. So you don't look to your neighbors and go, oh, mine doesn't look cookie cutter like yours or like the teachers. It's unique to you. So everyone's is beautiful. And then when she puts them all, when Emily puts them all together and you see each individual person's together into one picture. It is like all the kids are like, oh, oh it's beautiful, you, you know. That is that is really great. And are the kids? What's the reality to the books themselves? Like the stories? Like what 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 do the conversations sound like? Well, I love with the first graders. There is a lot of really looking at the pictures together. I really take my time with the stories because I think that's an important part where we talk about each picture on the page and, and what they're seeing and how does it look like the child or the parents or the, or the people in the pictures are looking and what they're doing. And so I think that, again, that social emotional component is so important. And we can talk about why they're feeling that way and how we can sort of read that expression. Um, and I think that the children really enjoy the book. They love being able to get in and talk about it. And, and of course, it's a book featuring a child, which is so wonderful and really kind of see that and see that happening. Um, with Your Name is a Song with the fifth graders, what I really like about that one, we talk a lot about, you know, this poor girl has gone to school the first day of school and, and everyone has just butchered her name, right? They can't say it correctly. She's feeling bad about it. They're teasing her about it. So we talk about how that feels and how would they feel if that was them. And we talk about being a new student at school. And then we talk about the courage that it takes, the confidence that it takes to go back to school the next day, to go back after that's happened. And then we talk about too, how do you go forward? How do you help people once they've made a mistake or once they're not saying your name correctly, how do you help them do it correctly? Um, you know, and I think at first they think it's a little silly, but we say all the names together and then they really kind of get into it. 
And the same thing, we look at the pictures on the pages, we really talk about what's happening. And I find that they're really responsive, they really get into it. Um, it's really enjoyable to read the book with them. I, I love fifth graders too. <laughs> you know, the, as you're talking, it's making me realize that, I mean, that there's a, and I'm sure you, you both know this already, that it's a bigger message than just, a, it's about mm -hmm. people um, and, and everyone's cultures, race, ethnicity. And if they can get a better um, understand what that's about, at a young age, then they're not left with what we're all trying to wrestle with as adults. And that is, you know, that a lot of times our um, unconscious, it's unconscious and we don't even realize that we're creating these challenges and barriers to people who have different names or dif different races, different and we all say we're not racist, and yet inherently we are because of how we we act, because it's a new situation that we're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And to be exposed to that, you know, by um, looking at the difference and cause of your culture, you know, it does. It, it's foreign to us. But if we can get kids to understand that that doesn't make the person weird or it doesn't mm -hmm. make them, you know, somebody we don't want to associate with because she can't pronounce their name. Let's, and, and then by the same token, the kids who are wrestling with that, for them to realize that that because somebody doesn't understand or they can't pronounce it doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're being unkind or that they're, they're being mean it's just that they don't they don't understand and it's up to them well what's nice is at the end of the book um you get to some more traditional like american like easily recognizable names and i have the kids say those names too and i remind them that those names are easy for us just simply because we're used to them if we right. were somewhere else those names wouldn't be easy to pronounce or they might not be readily recognizable. And then at the very end, after the book is done, what I really like to do, I go around the class and have each of the kids tell me their name and really give them permission and ask them to make sure that I'm pronouncing their name correctly, that it's okay if they have to tell me a couple of times and I have to try a couple of times to be able to get their name right. And that, that that's what they should be doing is, is helping people to understand, and, and I'm trying to reinforce them actually in both books, that when your parents picked your name, they picked it for a reason, right? Like that's mm -hmm. part of who you are and it's it's special and it's important and there's nothing wrong with helping people to, to understand who you are and say your name correctly. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, it's human nature to kind of what, poke fun or, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, unintentionally diminish something or someone that you're not comfortable with because it's foreign to you, mm -hmm. and and that's that's unfair. I mean, that's that's just that's not okay. And so, this introduction at such a young age of you know how how do you react when you come that is different is is just it, it's it's so important and. 
this is a, a wonderful program. And so Barbara, kudos to you for coming up with it and hooking up with Emily to, um, to start the ball rolling here because it's so important. Thank you. Yes, um, I've loved working with Emily in her other capacities, and this just was a perfect match. And I and love going into classes with the students. They're so um, they're so excited for art. They get just thrilled when they hear they're going to be doing painting, and then the story adds that extra layer. And and I have to say, too, Barbara has been just a delight to work with. Um, for many years, we've been working together. Now, I'm so excited to be working together in this new capacity. And I just also want to put out that the principals and the teachers have been so excited and welcoming too. Like all around, it's been it's been fantastic. Well, I, it's it's really wonderful, and it's just you know one piece of what we in the school district are attempting to do, and you know to to embrace differences, to get kids to understand that. Um, we're all different, but we're all the same in a lot of ways. And that, you know, um, talking about the differences, talking about things that you don't understand so that you can, uh, you know, appreciate everyone and, and all of their backgrounds. It's just, it's, it's crucial work and that we're, I'm glad that we're doing it. It's really, really great. So um, I'm looking forward to, and by the way, Emily, we're still working on getting some um, mainstream media attention for this program because it's, it, it is um, really important and we definitely want the community to know about the great work that's being done. So it will happen. You know, we've gotten sidetracked by uh, COVID and trials and, you know, all that, that negative stuff that we wish that they could just but it, it, there is interest. So we're going to get that going as soon as possible. So before we run out of time, anything coming up in January that we should uh, let our listeners know about? You know, I think that the um, community should be on the lookout for announcements for live performances um, indoors um, from our um, high schools and MTU. Uh, because now we have some guidelines that are going to allow them to start performing indoors with a live audience. Oh, great. It's, um, you know, it's past time, but we're still, you know, we're, we're, and again, you know, we do record this show a couple weeks in advance. We've approved in-person performances indoors with, um, you know, the precautions that are necessary what will happen we 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 are cautiously optimistic that we can continue along this vein and open it up more and more as the uh the spring comes along but we have to see there's something that changes so we're just hopeful that it will continue to be for the best as we record this show are way way down but of course we're coming off of the thanksgiving holiday and maybe Mm -hmm. if there are cases that haven't, you know, reared up yet, but we're definitely on the right track. And we are appreciative to all of our uh, student staff for, you know, putting up with this. It's, it's not, it's not our doing, but we appreciate that 
by and large, most people are respectful and are just, you know, knowing that this is all interest of health and safety for all of our students and staff. So we're going to keep doing what needs to be done. So, so um, Emily, I, this program is phenomenal. We're very, very lucky to have you. And um, the first great success. And when we come back after winter break, you'll be able to um, move forward to more of our schools. So they'll be the beneficiary. So thank you. Thank you for everything that you do, Barb. Yes. For everything that you do. And... Um, and thank you all for joining Something New Every Day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you again for listening. Thanks for your Thank you, the other Emily. And, <laughs> and we will see you next week. Thank you.